And this should record the Oh, actually. Oh, look at that. Those thighs. <laughs> That's what they always say, right? I got these new shorts today. What, uh, look, uh, what brand are they? Uh, green. Oh, from Tajay. Well, I reckon, I don't want to get my hopes. These are the famous last words, but I reckon this is actually going to work quite well. Mm-hmm. Can you see your audio levels um, being recorded into Ableton okay? Yep, I can see them very clearly. Good. Well, then I think this is officially a success. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. This has been wonderful. No, it's cool. How was um, moving music from your performance perspective? Um, it was very good. Um, we, we played very well, uh, but we, we had been practicing heaps leading up to that point, so... It was yeah, no real yeah. surprise. No, I mean, the sound, you do, we, did, we got a full sound check. We had our own sound guys just on our, on our stage, so... That's awesome. They weren't worried about other changeovers of bands and stuff. And Cool. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you got a half-hour sound check and it sounds good and you get all the levels right and then you feel the, feel the warehouse for 400 people and that it goes all out the window. So, 400 yeah. people? Yeah. Is that one of the biggest gigs you've done then? Yeah, I mean, not every single person is watching us. No. There. It's hard to tell, yeah. but you know they turn the lights off everywhere and then they put the lights on us, so like you're meant to watch us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they get fined by roving ticketers in the audience if you turn away from the stage or blink. Uh, yeah. They have watch police. <laughs> yeah, the watchman is what I would have gone with, but yeah, no watch police, sure. The night watchman. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. And, um, no, yeah, uh, about, like, practicing, you you practice for, like, when you play a, play a show, there are going to be some things that go wrong. Yeah. And I think now it worked out, like, if you practice, the practicing doesn't make you not make those mistakes. It might make you make less. But also, you know where you are still when you when things go wrong. And you're better equipped to get back on track or to pick it up you can, when you need to. Yeah, you can navigate yourself in the song better because you know it so well. So that's that's, awesome. uh, that's why it was good. Well, yeah. I'm really glad. I'm bummed that I missed it, even if it did get slightly recalibrated with fewer fireworks. Yeah. Yes. The, they had a light show and stuff. It was good. It was good, yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> Uh, talk about your um, the about your change. So you're in- <laughs> Sounds like I'm changing genders, but no, I um, <laughs> um, I no, I, I'm now recording this in my new bedroom in Christchurch in New Zealand, and as far as changing countries go, it's it's been relatively good. Um, the, What's the temp? What's the temperature outside today? It's really gross, actually. It's like 33 degrees, and I've closed my windows because I face onto the front uh, of the house, and uh, there's traffic that goes down the road quite a bit. So I uh, I have suffocated myself in here a little bit by 
missing out on the breeze, but it was about 33. It's quite warm. Right. That explains the sweat patches. Yeah, it really thing. does. I feel really disgusting. I would actually like to go have a shower after this. Bit clammy? A bit clammy. It's uh, currently 22.4 degrees here. <sighs> that sounds lovely. Pretty damn nice. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I moved over Tuesday the 12th. No, Tuesday the 6th. And it is now Sunday the 17th. So what's that? Coming up on two weeks. 11th. Yeah, so <laughs> got the... Uh, <laughs> good, good job with that maths, Michael. You've really been studying hard. Uh-huh. Um, the Yeah, so I shifted over there. I was up in a motel for a week. And then uh, um, found this place. And like I toured a few different houses for roommate opportunities and like this one the best. And it's pretty close in terms of getting into work. So um, moved in uh, last week. And yeah, nice people and getting the hang of work. So I finished the first week I had it at the job. And Do you was... find that people really notice your accent? Like they can... Can they identify you immediately as a... Foreigner. Australian? Yeah. Not necessarily as an Australian, weirdly. I've had a lot of people ask me if I was English. Um, and oh. I think that's because we don't have that sort of Aussie twang yeah. so much down in SA. But also, I think apparently the sort of default international holiday for a lot of people in New Zealand is the Gold Coast. So if they do go to Australia, the exposure they get is that super kind yeah, of... Yeah, surfy, Queenslandy, Yeah. Shaka-dude. <laughs> is that, is that night? Yeah. I can do probably. a pretty good ochre kind of. You're not bad. I, Go again. A good, a good lad. I could fit in with lads. Well, <laughs> well you're wearing the footy shorts. <laughs> as far as the voice goes, like, I could blend in. <laughs> and then I'd start revealing myself. Have you guys <laughs> fucking read that day car? He's fucking sick. <laughs> oh, hey. That Renee bloke really knew what he's talking about, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was awful. Yeah, I know. I told you I didn't do accents. Oh, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't stand a chance, my friend. I'm really, uh, <laughs> really self-conscious about saying eyes properly over here. Um, eyes? Eyes. I'm worried that I'll end up saying knuck instead of nick. And I just, I don't want to, I want to hold on to my pronunciation. Okay. I don't really understand what you just said, but... Okay. In New Zealand, they, they, don't, they say fush and chops. You know, they don't oh. say eyes properly. And so when they when they greet me, or like but it's not an O, it's an it's like a U. The the eyes are U's. Correct. So they say Nuck instead of Nick. Nuck. 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 Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So I'm trying to hold on to that. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, um. How's your uh, anxiety levels? They're all right, actually. It was um better, like that weird lead in when I was just camped in the motel um, looking for somewhere to be, you know, like that first couple of days where I didn't have a phone number, didn't have a bank account, didn't have a car, didn't have it's somewhere like to stay. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like I'm escaping you're, the police. You're at large. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I didn't have a job, you know, like I hadn't started work. So those first few days were a bit stressful. And then um, after that, um, when I did start to get that thing stuff, like that, that sort of stuff sorted. Um, it was a lot easier than I expected, actually. Like getting to work and actually being faced with, you know, what the day was and what the people was and the situation was, rather than just being the like the worst 
imagination level of like how bad I think it's going to be. Oh, I'm not going to yeah. fit in and that kind of stuff. Actually yeah. getting in and, and proving that you can, oh, I can do this. Actually, that's right. not too bad. And, oh, you know, 8.30 to 6, it's a long day, but it's it's okay, you know. Um, and the people you're with are friendly and there to help, you know, not out to watch you fail. So, yeah, that's once you good. get in there, it was actually been quite comfortable. Oh, nice one. Hmm. So the next, the next anxiety is going to be like, um, making the social circle work, you know, like finding the friends to hang out with on the weekends rather than sit around. And, you know, today, uh, so I have actual weekends now, which I haven't had in like seven years because of the cinemas. But, um, you know, yesterday and today being the only days of the week that I can do the errands because I miss like working hours <laughs> during yeah. Monday to Friday and, uh, then working out. Okay. So what do I do with my time? You know, do I hang out with, you know, the roommate people, will they want to hang out? Uh, that kind of stuff and doing things around town still to get a side of it, you know, a glimpse yeah. of it. Yeah. So, but that's going all right, so we'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's good. It is. So welcome to Deep Fort Season 2, everybody. Woo-hoo! Michael was suspicious that it may never happen. And it may still never happen if this audio recording doesn't actually work. But, yeah. um... It certainly looks positive at this stage, so we'll see what... Nice nice to have a chat anyway. Yeah, it's a good good opportunity. Yeah, it's Sunday. What was that? It's Sunday, the day of chatting. Hmm. The day for chatter. (laughs) God built the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he just had a good chinwag about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chinwag's such a weird thing. Yeah, it doesn't seem actually appropriate. No, I don't see where it applies. Your chin's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is a podcast which we tackle uh, vague... Uh, we tackle themes larger than ourselves and discuss them in hopefully entertaining and interesting ways. Although we are large. We are large. So I mean, we don't belittle aim, us. We have to... <laughs> good. We have to aim slightly bigger than ourselves normally. Um <laughs> But yes, uh, my name is Nick, and sitting opposite me on the other side of the world, via the magic of Skype, <laughs> yeah, leaning back, <laughs> literally as far from me as could possibly be attained, <laughs> Michael Zabrecki. Hiya folks, how you doing? Now officially a Skype podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. Now so, what are we going to talk about? Well, we could. I had scrolled back in our Facebook messages, and one of the questions that I don't think we got to last time, maybe we did, I can't remember. Um, are you pretting yourself up for the camera? Uh, yeah, my hair's getting long, and uh, I want to look good for the paparazzi. Yeah. Well, we can actually do a video podcast of this at some point if we want to. Oh, uh, we're definitely doing one. Yeah. I wonder how big it'll be so far, but we'll see. Get um, your agent to talk to my agent. And- yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Yeah, the question that I think we scrolled up to did we get to this last time? Because I can't remember. Um, the challenge of beauty in terms of body image misperception versus um, the reality that being overweight is unhealthy and that kind of thing. Did we actually talk yeah. about that? Yeah, we did. Ah, oh, bummer. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I was really, really relying on that to be a topic that we had. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on the last one. Remember, I think it was the last one we just bang out heaps. Yeah, we, that was a really, like, what, an hour, ten minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about... What's been going on in the world? So it's been a rise in shark attacks. Has so there really? We had the hottest year. Yeah, we did. Globally. Um, was yeah. it the hottest Record- year globally or was it one of the top three? Recorded history. The hottest year, 2014, was the hottest year in recorded history. Man, and the other the, the top three was like 2014, 2010, 2004 or something like that, wasn't it? I don't know. Hmm. The um, there was the um, Je suis Charlie thing mm-hmm. with um, the Muhammad imagery and the bombing of the French yeah. uh, businesses. Yeah. Did yeah, you that... see that there was um, dissent among I think Al Jazeera or something like that about whether or not to come out in support of the cartoonist or not? You mean when they printed their first issue after the attacks? Yeah. Um, so what did they say? So Al Jazeera, it was internal staff emails amongst the company journalists and that sort of stuff. Um, they were, there were some of them that were definitely of the opinion that because it was antagonistic or um, provocative or crude or something like that, that the cartoonists um, didn't, like had brought it on themselves or something like that. Like they weren't standing by the the free speech thing. And there was internal right. divide about whether or not the publication should come out in support of it or not. Yeah. You can understand that side a little bit, though. The the uh, antagonistic side of it. Uh, you can understand why it's maybe... I mean, I, I would say that it, it is needed. It, it was a necessary... Thing to do, what was just just seems like a bit of a uh, to to print the uh, the prophet Muhammad on uh, on the front cover. You and think it, said, it was well, necessary? I think it was, yeah. But you can see why it's just like oh, I don't know if you should do that. Uh, you know. Well, absolutely. They, I printed, mean, look at the repercussions. What what are the repercussions? <laughs> they blew up a place. This is after they've already done it. Oh, did they reprint the thing? What's the chronology of what happened? Okay, so uh, after the attacks, right? So why did the attacks begin? Because in the past they had printed um, illustrations of the Prophet Muhammad and uh, against, is it uh, Sharia law? You cannot, no depictions. uh, I don't know if that's Sharia law or if that's just in the Quran. Okay. Uh, well, it doesn't sound like. I don't. It doesn't sound like it's something in the Quran. Something mm. that would be written in the Quran. I don't think the Quran says it. I'd have to. I really don't. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Quran says it because you know, it's all about getting closer to God, and the Quran is largely plagiarized from the Bible anyway. Um, and I don't think there's anything. I uh, should probably verify this before I stop. We've never verified false. anything before. False facts. <laughs> That's our new segment. <laughs> false facts. It's got a ring to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I 
think this is probably an egregious factual inaccuracy. <laughs> <laughs> We've never said it. Yeah. We've never said it. We've never said it. Sorry, anyhow, uh, continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pathetic. This, you can't, uh, it does seem like a bit like a classroom. Like, uh, if you, if you imagine it as a classroom and, and this bully, or not the bully kid, but, uh, I mean, the bully here, okay, there's no bully, (laughs) but one kid really, really saying, don't touch, don't touch my lunch, don't touch my lunch, don't touch my lunch, and then... Charlie, uh, you know, is touching the lunch. And then the kid really fucking smacks, you know, Charlie. Really hurts him and so, all, wait, all so his friends. Is your analogy that that touching the lunch was wrong, but the scale of the retaliation was massively off? Yeah, I mean... Maybe that maybe the lunch thing was not a great analogy <laughs> because you're. I you mean, free speech is different. Different to possession. I mean, you don't own. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an indirect thing. I don't know. I can't really think of another analogy. But I do like this classroom classroom situation that I got going on in my head here. So there's a student yeah. who's all like, "Don't speak my name." Yes, yeah, it's a verbal thing, I guess. Yeah, that's way better. And the guy says his name, and then he well, flips it's like, out. Let's call, let's call, uh, let's call Sherry. Sherry is the kid. <laughs> Sherry. Yeah, because it's like Sherry Shari, Shari Law. Okay. Her name's Sherry Law, yeah. Although it has to be a boy, I think. All right. His name is Charlie now Aziah. Aziah, all right? <laughs> Or Muhammad. Okay, so let's say there's this guy called Muhammad, and he's got this religion. And these are kids. We're in a classroom. He's in a classroom. He's got this religion where you're not allowed to say Muhammad's name. And someone comes in and says Muhammad. And he flips his shit. It can't be the religion, because that defeats the purpose of the analogy. That was the point of my joke there, but that's, yes. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Right. I guess I've been fooled again. Um, yes, yeah, so they're, they're calling him Monkey Muhammad, right? <laughs> and he's like, don't call me Monkey Jesus. Muhammad. Like, I can, I can, uh, they're going to come after us next, mate. <laughs> after this, my podcast says, I'll tell you what. Lucky um, we're in different places now. <laughs> yeah, where are they gonna, where, who, who are they going to pick? It'll be you, obviously. Hi. I can tell them their address. You don't know my address. <laughs> I can send them to you. I'll make a deal. Christchurch. If you're considering an attack, get in touch with me and me only. <laughs> you're well, I'll help you out. I'll help I you out. Community. I know all his weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> you have to promise not to bomb me, though. Exactly. Um, they're calling him Monkey Muhammad. He's like, don't call. And they're like, well, I can say whatever I want. And the teacher's really like, eh, don't antagonize him. So, don't. wait, who's the teacher in this analogy? Uh, the UN. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, and then they're saying it's like, well, I can say whatever I want. They're just words. I'm allowed to say them. And then and then um, and then Muhammad eventually just uh, bombs the classroom. Wow. So, what was yeah. the point of this analogy originally? 
just to I just really wanted to simplify everything for people uh, who, who are just, <laughs> just rattling with like grasping <laughs> the nucleus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to put it into a simple kind of layman's terms. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah, well, I think that's yeah. that's going to really help people um, come to grips with what's been going on. You can do, you know, if you've got another issue, I can simplify it for you. That could be a segment. Abortion. Oh, abortion. Okay. Um, can we set it in the classroom? Yeah. So, well, what's the is abortion debate is whether or not it's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a trickier one to simplify. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has something to do with an oven, though. Okay. And maybe baking some cookies or some muffins. Are we in a kitchen or are we still in a classroom? No, it has to be something to do with a pet. A uh, pet. I, don't know. I can't simplify abortion. It's simple enough already. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that when does life start? That's what, that's what that's the an question. interesting question. That's yeah. one that we should probably have a woman down for. Um, when does light start? What are they really going to... What light are they going to shed? The sense of connection to a potential person growing inside of them? Um, I don't know anyone. They, the women that I know know about as much as, about that as I do. Mm. Um, from my mom. When do I think life begins? I think... I think it's Richard Dawkins who's an increasingly hard name to rely upon for support of arguments sometimes. But um, I think it was he that phrases it somewhere along the lines that if an embryo thinks, it thinks in such a primitive state that we would rarely recognize it as thought. And if it feels pain, it would feel pain in such a primitive state that we would not really classify it as pain. And at that point, the mother's health or decision trumps it. Um, so I support the woman's right to make that decision. In fact, oh, this is going to be a controversial one to come back in with, but what do you think about the slippery slope of um, genetic scanning of fetuses to determine if they're going to have potential um, you know, deformalities or disabilities or that sort of stuff? I think it should be done. You think that that's a uh, rational basis for abortion if they then discover that there is a, uh, you know, a likelihood? Yeah. yeah. How high does the likelihood have to be? Well, I, I, that's up to the doctors to make that call. Like, I, I can't, I can't. You think if there's like a 20% chance that someone will be, like a fetus could grow and have a, sure. like MS or... I don't know what the the biological reality of that is, but you know, have MS or have uh, Huntington's or something like that. Is that enough I, to make the the call? I think if if it were me, it has to be a personal decision. If it were me, I would say yes. I would not Proceed. want to go ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. It, it would be, of course, a personal decision. Mm. Yeah, what would you what, what would what would you say about that? Yeah, see, in my context, it's slightly different again because if that's a kid 
that so if there's a biological kid that I've contributed to, it would be through a surrogate. And so the surrogate's yeah. having a kid for me. Yeah. And that is an, an expensive process that we've undertaken. Does that likelihood then yeah, affect? You got, yeah, for do sure. Do we cancel everything? Yeah. Try again? Is that an emotional strain on the person? Does that mean that they won't want to do it again and be a surrogate if that's an ongoing chance? They probably won't. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. Hmm. There's like a financial aspect a little bit to it there. This is where you invested. Not even just financial, but just sort of like the the emotions of not just a couple that have had to make that choice, but a couple and an outsider who's doing a favour and an investment of their own for for someone else's benefit. So it makes yeah. it slightly more complicated again. Because then what if the surrogate wants to go ahead with it, but the donors don't? Oh, fuck. Oh, let's not pull at that thread. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it's a selfish decision, it is, to um, to deny a life because... Uh, I mean... Is that selfish? I yeah. Mean, I, mean, I mean, well, it depends, depends on the quality you... of the life that this person's going to potentially Almost have. The... Almost depends on how you view the soul. Go on. How you perceive. So every every human being. I mean, you kind of think when you. I think the human. It's human nature to kind of think. Well, if I weren't me, I'd be somewhere else. I would be. I would be someone else. Yeah. Do you agree with that? That is, that's very kind of it's kind of easy to believe that. Like I, I, I thought that for a while. Like Sorry. I how Just, if I'm if I'm not me, how healthy. Do you mean yeah. that like that's if I wasn't me, I would there would be another me out there? Or if I wasn't me, if I was a different person, I'd still exist, but I'd just be different. Yes. Uh, and even if I'm dead, um you know, you know, but if you think about before you were born, right, you can't really, you can't really, can't, you don't even exist. You don't exist in any way. But when you think about before you were born, you kind of, I think people are inclined to think that they, I don't know, they were there somewhere. Uh, like you, it was just waiting for the time to come along until you could exist. Yes. But we're all kind of our own, we're all separate kind of organisms that are constructed so when we're dead no more no nothing more uh i'm not really communicating this very well am i um sort of you like to think that you were hanging around until you were born but then afterwards it's all over is that right yeah i mean it's not what i like to think you Um, think that people do think that yeah i think it's I think it'd be very easy to think that, and I did think that for a while. I can't remember what my point was with this. We were talking about whether or not it's selfish to abort a life, presumably Uh, from the aspect of whether or not that, in this flawed understanding of how it works, um, whether that would then deter, like defer you being born somewhat until you just exist in a different place. 
or right. whether that would stop that person's opportunity at life, which is the reality. Yeah. That mix of atoms and, and chromosomes is not going to happen like that again. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> um, when you have another kid, when you, have, when you terminate uh, a potential life, I suppose. When you it is one variation that you've removed from the universe. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all potential life, and it would it, be easy to think, you know, you'd be almost forced to think about what that potential could be uh, and if you if you had another child after that, you know. Well, I mean, you can see it in siblings, you know. That's the two same people going at it. And you end up with very different results, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I would be inclined. I would be inclined to to terminate if I if there was a possibility. But it is. It is I think it is a little bit of a selfish decision. Ah, uh, oh, fuck! I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything. Why do you consider? What do you consider the selfishness of it? Because it's the burden. Is what I'm thinking about. You know the yeah. Apart from the quality of life. I mean, because you, you'd get a lot of arguments and, you know, it's hard to know how much they're kind of uh, maybe compensating for things that saying, you know, people with disabilities are some of the most beautiful people you've ever met. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's true. Um, and so, you know, people say, why would you want to get rid of these people? Like, well, at the end of the day, they would also prefer not to have, you know, this... Do you think, I mean, some, like, there's this very weird subculture of deaf people. Well, I, I shouldn't judge and say very weird. There's a culture of deaf people which, when prompted with the opportunity to have cochlear implants and the ability to actually hear um, and hear well, they reject it because their, their culture and their niche of, um, of, you know, what do you call it, hand, hand speech. What's that called? Gestural. Sign language. Sign language. <laughs> hand speech. <laughs> Sign language. I like hand speech way better. <laughs> um, God, that was a mental blank. Um, that was really that um, that subculture of of you know lip reading and sign language. They like it. They they feel comfortable in that culture, and they reject the opportunity to um, to be you know granted hearing again you know yeah so there's certainly no guarantees that that people sort of would embrace quote unquote normalcy in that way do you want me to say something to that no i don't know it was just the end of the point well what about the slippery slope argument so if we're genetically screening for differences like um, disabilities and illnesses. Um, you want to do, do hair colour and... Yeah, eye colour and sexuality and all that sort of stuff. Well, I think it's inevitable. I, I do too, will, actually. I think it will happen. Uh, we already kind of do it in a manual kind of way. Um, you know, selecting partners based on, uh, you know, physical appearance and certain attributes. I mean, we already do that. And especially with... You know, sperm donors and things like that. Women look through, flip through a, a book. I don't know. Is that true? 
of yeah. like, do they show pictures of the donor? Yeah, of course. And, you know, they say, you give a little, uh, you know, bio about it. Is that true or are you just, is this like fiction that, that you've is, adopted? That's true. It was on an episode of Friends. Hmm. It's true. Okay. Um, I mean... It would make if, sense. Yeah. If you're, assuming it costs a lot of money... And these the, the, the services that uh, offer. Yeah, you want to uh, make sure that you're is, getting the. They'll give you. Yeah, they are. They are offering you a service, and they'll want to. You want to know sure you're happy with what you're getting. Yeah. Oh, speaking of this, did you see uh, this popped up uh, the other day? Um, there was a um, couple in the a neo-Nazi couple in the yes. states. Yeah, yeah. And they got given. Uh, Black person's firm, and yeah. it's a, they've had a black face. Oh fuck yes! It's amazing. That's so good. I hope that there's a reality series in that where they just follow them and see whether it changes their prejudices or not. What do you know? What they're going to do? I don't. Probably give it away I, for adoption. I do not feel very positive for that baby's life. Sure, surely they give it away if they're that upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I wish that kind of stuff happened more. Makes what? me think there is maybe a uh, an Allah. <laughs> Did you say an Allah? Yeah. I missed that. It was Allah. Allah. It was good. Um, well, we're at about 35 minutes, so um, we can sort of rumble through the, the end of it and, and wrap up. Episode 1, Season 2. I think I'll just keep numbering 42 onwards. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it how they do it on, um, like, torrenting sites. Yeah, Season 2, Episode 01. Oh, you know, while you're there, do you, where is that guy from uh, Mega... Yeah, Mega Upload. Mega.com yeah, or whatever. Kim.com. Kim.com. Where does he live? He, I don't know where he is. He lives He's in, in New Zealand, Zealand somewhere. Yeah. Let's find out where he lives. Go knock on his door. Yeah, ask him for a job. I, I know, I came over here for a job, Michael. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. <laughs> You've been there a week. Time to move on. <laughs> yeah. Change is progress. Change is progress. Progress leads to happiness. Happiness leads to more women. Yes. Finally. Bitches. Happiness leads to bitches. <laughs> That's your awkward <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Oka Dalai Lama. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this was be interested to see what the audio quality of this comes through as. A, I think it's peaking on my end a little bit. Yeah, it uh, may well be, but it's okay. But uh, only you know a few streaks. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and now I'm counting my bars. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, if you. Um, so you'll have to export that as a file. We can we can talk about this off the yeah, <laughs> off the I podcast. Don't need to know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, actually, I will tell them what's going to happen. Michael, for the first time in the forty-one episodes previously, is going to contribute to the editing of this podcast by recording his own tracks now. So, yeah, round of applause, round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. Michael's so good at things. Um, anyway. Are we going to end the podcast when, um, when, like, are we going to just switch each other off, and that will be the podcast? Are we going to switch each other off? 
<laughs> switch each other. Are we just going to switch off the like audio? Like, are we going to say goodbye yeah, now? We're going to hang up the Skype call and just give it, give it a hard, abrupt end. Are we? No, I think I need to check what happens when I click pause on this call recorder app. Yeah, I need to show you something, some growth I've got. As well. Oh, cool. Well, anyhow, um, so this is this has been Deep Four. We hope it's been an all right new adventure for you. Um, thanks for having me, Nick. Thanks for having me, Michael. It's nice to see the old couches again. Yeah, um, they smell like Ben's been here. Yeah, open a window. The um, uh, email that you can contact us on is uh, deepfort at gmail.com and you can go to deepfort.pogbean.com for all the previous season's episodes. Dot uh, NZ. What's that? Dot NZ. Dot NZ, probably, actually. Um, Facebook.com slash deepfort, twitter.com slash deepfort. And I started a Pinterest page, so you can go see what we're pinning at uh, pinterest.com slash deepfoot. What the fuck is Pinterest? <laughs> You'll have to go to the website and find out. Woo! Alrighty, well, uh, until next time, uh, fashion chops. Goodbye, my sweet little darlings. Adios. <laughs>